Coming at you live from a mail-order cloning lab, it's Cartoon Night in Canada. Hey, what you watching? Got a problem with cartoon? of Cartoon Night in Canada, a nostalgic journey to dig through decades of animation to find the good, the bad, and the just plain weird of Canadian cartoons. I'm your co-host, Chris Lucy Antonio. And I'm your co-host, Sylvie Kettles. How you been this week, Sylvie? I've been tired. Tired, is it? I helped a co-worker move this weekend, and... Oh, the most stressful and unfortunate thing to do for a friend. So many, so many floral patterned chairs. Huh? <laughs> like, wait, how how many is so many? Um, six for the dining set, and then uh, one unrelated floral pattern chair in the uh, living room, and then another unrelated floral pattern sofa, and yet another completely unrelated uh, ottoman. That's also floral pattern. Yes, their Kay. aesthetic is immaculate. <laughs> yeah, the aesthetic is springtime bollocks specifically uh like springtime in a little old lady's house in the 70s yeah that'll do it though yeah yeah oh yeah thank god i don't have to move for i hope another year at least oh excellent knock on wood i've done that enough in my adult life i don't want to go through that again it's never fun so how was your week oh it's been fine uh Spent some time with the uh, the parentals. Um, Parental units, even? Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into that parlance. Who thought that was cool? Uh, spent some time with the family. Uh, went home for the weekend, which I haven't done forever. Uh, recharge my batteries, uh, see my brother, and uh, just just catch up on old times. That's good. That's, that's always good to do. Yeah, you, you need to do that every now and then, especially because it's been getting to a point where it's like, wow. Uh, it's been like six to eight months since I've we've all been together. And even though like my immediate family is only four people, how is that so difficult? <laughs> you know what I would never do, though? What would you never do? I would never send an exact clone of myself to that family get together in my stead. What? Well, would you Are... send it? Would you send an exact clone of yourself to help your friend move? No, I enjoyed it too much. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm talking about emotional labor. You're talking about labor labor. Oh, no, there was plenty of emotional labor going <laughs> on there, too. But, no, I, I don't think I would have ever sent a clone to do that. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's sociopathic behavior when I think about it. Yeah, like, that's something that I, I promised to do. I would never force my exact clone who did not agree to that task, because that wouldn't be fair. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't uh, give up on quality time with the people I love because of some perceived annoyance to me and send and, and send someone who has no connection to any of those people in my stead to, again, do all that emotional labor for me. Yeah, but what if he called them mommy and daddy? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
something that you've never referred to your parents as. Oh, not since I was, I don't know, six. Wow, you waited till you were six. Oh, well, what's the what's the age cutoff for that? <laughs> I don't please know. Do, please tell me what is the... um. What the dividing line where it stops being cute and starts being weird? It starts being worrisome. It's like, oh, we got a, we got a, we got a problem here. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, you're, you're probably in the clear. It's probably like nine or ten. Fantastic. Yeah. So what's interesting is um, the the very idea of cloning is a like a fun sci-fi concept, which that which its benefits are usually medical and technological rather than a whole person to do all your bidding for. Yeah, it's normally like, oh, you don't have an exact uh, like match for a kidney donor, but we can just clone your healthy kidney and grow you a perfect match. Yeah, it's. They're, those are very practical ideas. I certainly wouldn't uh, trust a, say, 14-year-old Canadian teenager with a clone. That can only go poorly. I would never trust any teenager with a clone, period. But specifically 14 is an incredibly bad time to give anyone power over something else. Some Like, not only at the same age, but at a severely reduced like mental capacity. Yeah. Like, who like, are easily manipulated? Like, something that's maybe 5% beagle. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Uh, with my experience with a lot of media about clones, uh, usually it's uh, the moral of the story can be banged out to something along the lines of, this is bad. Yeah. You, you think of uh, the 2019 film Gemini Man. You think of the 2019 film Us. You think of uh, Oblivion from 2013. You think of I Moon think from of, 2008. I just think of um, future episode Clone High. Weirdly, Clone High and the subject of today's episode are the only ones that try and paint cloning in a positive light. Or at least in a potentially positive light that's like being taken in terrible directions where every other media that has depicted cloning is like this is an affront to god <laughs> so what are we talking about today Grant? uh well we were going to talk about the uh series carl but that doesn't exist so we're going to talk about its exponential growth <laughs> i'm leaving good here's the theme Today we are taking a look at Carl Squared, created by Lila Rose, Carolyn Hay, and Eva Almos, and produced by Pip Animation Services and Portfolio Entertainment. The show aired on Teletoon between August of 2005 and January 2011, lasting around four seasons and a couple of specials. For our episode today, we checked out Season 1, Episode 25, Carl Pierced, original air date July 5th, 2006, and directed by Dave Diaz, or Diaz rather. Sylvie, I know you're not the Teletoon person, uh, so the question of what do you remember about Carl Squared is pointless. Absolutely nothing. How about you? Uh, but I, I want to like uh, tweak the model a little bit right here. Okay. Uh, bef- 
like, uh, before you started watching the episode, what did you think it was about? What do you think Carl Squared was about? I was expecting sort of like um, a Danny Phantom style dynamic where like... His parents are uh, like cloning researchers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I, I, and I sort of anticipated this being more of like a, an at-home accident that he's trying to keep secret from his parents because he doesn't want them to continue studying him. Ah, that might have been more interesting, actually. Right? Because... So I'm so sorry. I accidentally wrote a better premise for Carl Squared. Because the actual premise of Carl Squared is really dumb. When When you put it into, like, the bright light of the sun and really pick around, nothing makes sense. I know it's a cartoon, so why are... It's in for children, so why are you, like, trying to sift through the logic in it? But also, that's all we have to talk about, really. It is a deeply... 2005 fear like cloning no no very early internet like specifically when kids are getting more and more involved in online spaces and like kids have email addresses like this spam email that oopsie doodles you sent away your dna and now you got a clone spam email has the same the same energy in a different genre as like those horror chain emails that would be sent all around that were just like oh this this girl got this email and she didn't send it to five friends and now she's dead and real hyper realistic blood is dripping from the screen and like it's that same anxiety of kids on the internet will create some very shocking real world consequences Hey, don't don't juggle with that shit. Uh, a kid at my school said that happened to his cousin once. Oh shit! Yeah, so so but, like that 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 one's real. That one's real at least. I but, had a classmate who heard that like a kid from summer camp hit uh, his sister did it. Oh damn! Yeah. Never saw from again, huh? Yeah, never never ever saw him. I think he was from Ohio, but like still weird that she never saw him again, right? Yeah, like uh, she was, he's from Ohio, not the Ohio you're thinking of though. The no, other Ohio, no, yeah, not, not the state. Um, so despite your broad impression of what Carl Square could have been like, um, I think we should actually talk about what the premise is. Uh, so apparently in the world of Carl Squared, it is very, not not only is cloning technology possible, but it's, it's it's perfected and available to the public via spam email. Yeah. So, um, everyone open up your junk inbox and see if you can find your, uh, your clone application. Because apparently, and you you said this is like playing on a, a like a significant fear of the time, like uh, embedded in a lot of parents, where like, their kids are just going to click whatever's there and it's going to make them like ruin their computer, ruin their credit, whatever. But apparently, according to Carl Squared, no, those are real. So uh, those pills will make your dick bigger. Um, yes, the you Russian can win. A- singles do are in your area, and they do want to fuck you. Yeah, those hot milks are just right around the corner. I know. It, like you can look at that little map; they're right there. Uh, right there. And and also, yes, you can win a million dollars. You can get millions of dollars by just doing the simple trick that this guy from somewhere did. We won't tell you where. Yeah. So any kind of spam email is feasible. It it's all works. Uh, you can absolutely, if a spam email finds its way into your inbox and says, "Here is a simple way to get a clone," I don't know why you'd want that. But you can. You can get a clone. I, I just opened up my um my junk 
folder just to see what I could get. Um, New York's best bagels are now delivering nationwide. So. No, see that one's still a scam. That one's still a scam. <laughs> That's a shame. Like no, they're they are New York's best because they stay within New York. If they if you're you can get them anywhere, then it's not New York's best. Yeah. Like you you think New York's best is bothering sending it out? No. <laughs> can you imagine just this little bakery in a bodega in New York just like boxing up individual bagels and like mailing them to LA? <laughs> Yeah, and they, they arrive stale. Great. Yeah, like no specialty posting. This is not an urgent package. It shows up within two to three business weeks. Uh, let me see. What do I got in my spam folder? Uh, I got nothing. Nothing? Uh, yeah, because I've uh, I've tweaked the um, 30-day delete thing to two days. Oh, that's unfortunate. So, like, I, I nothing uh, stays here. I, like... Apparently, uh, there is one. There's a bunch of stuff from like Zoom video communication, which I, I don't care about. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Man, I like it's it's a shame it's not uh, uh, dick pills or get a Lamborghini through the mail. That would have been nice. Ooh, I'm eligible for a timeshare. <laughs> the the timeshare is uh, staffed by clones. Yeah, that's it. Hey, we made it back. <laughs> So, in the premise of Carl Squared, Carl Crashman, uh, the the slacker fourteen year old who is who believes he is the coolest thing since the other side of the pillow, dated reference I know, goes through with a spam email requesting his DNA, a yearbook photo, and something else I forget, and a clone arrives on his door like two weeks later. I didn't know about the yearbook photo thing. That's that's really terrifying. So, the whole the whole premise of the show is Carl now has a energetic and upstanding friend in C two or Carl two, and he devises a bunch of schemes uh, to send C two in his stead to do the things that he's just above because he's so cool. Yeah, like hang out with his family or. Uh, do his attend, homework or take a uh, test. Protests with his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So idiotic premise aside, where apparently cloning technology is perfected and is available via the internet. The big thing that we took away from this, from uh, revisiting this show, and I'll get into my memories of the show, but the big thing we took away is this protagonist sucks. I hate Carl, and I love C two. What is it about Carl that we find so detestable? Uh, well, I mean, it's definitely that he has absolutely no self-awareness, which common for a teenager. Um, but also that he thinks he is the coolest person on God's green earth. And he's just so fucking boring. There's that. There's absolutely that. Uh, he has no uh, personality other than his many attempts to seem cool. Hey, what's up? Hey, blog dogs. Blog dogs. Hey, look, it was, uh, it was 2005. Everybody had a blog. Yeah, I also had a blog. Yeah, and you wrote to your blog dogs about just how, just how over your, your day you were. Well, I was 10, so. Oh, yeah, you were constantly tired of doing all the things that you hate. Oh, my God. I'm just, like, so over it. So there, there's that. There's the fact that this pissant character, I know he's 14. I know he's 14. Okay. But fuck I, this guy. I know he's 14, but no. 
he's he's a jerk and because the other thing that's really shitty about him other than his detestable personality is his abuse of his clone his his abuse neglect um just everything he's he is the worst to c2 who has done nothing wrong he did not ask to be born he is maybe six months old so so keep keep this in mind a fully formed version of himself arrives on his doorstep and what does he do he shoves him, him in the closet. He shoves him into his closet and makes him do all his chores. This is your hero, everybody. No one no one can know that C2 exists because then they would know that C2 is doing all the work instead of Carl. And we can't have that. I, I and that really speaks to his character on top of that, where not only did you just find out that cloning technology is real, but now you have a like perfect copy of yourself in your room. What do you do? You put it to work. Instantly. You don't like inquire about what it knows its 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 existence, like how it came to be. Uh, you don't track down that uh, return address on the crate that it was delivered in. And go, where the hell is this? What's going like, on? Like, why did you do this? Like that speaks to something deeply horrifically broken in Carl's psyche, where it's like even a perfect, a near perfect copy of yourself is still an other. That, yeah, you that, cannot empathize with it. That is you, sir. And you're going to treat you like shit. Like, and per- perhaps, perhaps, that is the ultimate joke about Carl Squared, where he resents this exact copy of himself because he doesn't realize, like, oh, wait, that's all me. Yeah, and he also resents the fact that everyone likes C2 more than him. When he completely drops the uh, facade of his self-imposed coolness... And just bees himself, which is a kind dork. People like him more. Yep. See, that'd, just... be a, that'd be a great lesson to learn. That would be fantastic. It doesn't come to that. No, because Carl will not grow. He will not change. He will not approve. That is a promise. The whole point of the show is like, how can I keep this scheme going? Yeah. Like, how can I keep my slave forever? I don't want to lose my slave, who is also me. And 5% my dog for some reason. Just, just so we can have some, uh, we don't get it in this episode at least, but just so we can have some fun bits where like out of nowhere, uh, C2 just starts scratching his ear with his foot. Yeah. Or like uh, runs after an ambulance or something like that. Uh, natural natural dog instincts taking over. Catches a frisbee in his mouth. Yeah. You know, just doggy things. And people like dogs. So people like C2. Exactly. Uh, see. With Carl Squared, uh, it does get at a, in an abstract way, if we want to read it this way, it gets at a truism about uh, teenagerhood, is that eventually you come to hate yourself. Yeah. but That's just part of growing up. But in this way, yourself is an other created by a cloning lab over the internet. (laughs) Yeah, so you can deflect all of your, what would normally be your self-loathing, onto another creature. Like, he resents C2 because uh, he earnestly loves his parents and he enjoys spending time with Sky, but... And he sees uh, learning as an opportunity rather than a punishment. And Carl's over there, it's like, this fucking dork. Oh my god, what a loser. Get back in your closet. No scraps tonight. <laughs> you go hungry. Pe- get your tongue pierced. Oh. <laughs> or else I will throw you into the streets. We'll, we will get into this episode proper. Um... <laughs> Uh, just just first briefly, uh, my memories of Carl Squared was it was a show that existed on Teletoon. Great. 
I, I remember uh, being enamored with the impossibility of the premise. Just, just I never really got past square one where it's like, that's never really brought up as we've uh, discovered going through the like the episodes overviews where it's like, oh yeah just uh he just got a clone online don't question it don't think about it like I'm going to question it <laughs> this is all like the implications in that setup are too big not to See, deal with that has the potential for like a really good sci-fi comedy narrative like like you definitely could have done something like a reboot thing where you start you have your one season that's like a lot more lighthearted a lot more episode uh like monster of the week problem of the week but then like you you delve down into the nitty-gritty and you go like hang on a tick there's this insane cloning lab somewhere in i don't know quebec and just shelling out clones online what are what is their goal are there other clones should this lab be stopped should the clones be freed yeah yeah no, no, stop 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 uh that's all well and good but carl forgot to study for his test so he's got to send c2 in his stead. shit look that that's all well and good but uh they're taking an embarrassing family photo and carl doesn't want to be in it so he's yeah. gonna send c2 instead because c2 would love to be in it Look, look, that's all great. Uh, there's a cloning lab, possibly with evil intentions uh, and funded by God knows who. But the thing is, Sky wants to go to the park today and Carl is feeling sick. So C2 has to go instead. Gotcha. L- l- uh, priorities, okay? Yeah, of course you're right. I'm I'm so sorry. I've been a fool. And this isn't even the fault of Carl Squared itself. It's just... <laughs> You, you come up with this idea, and it's like, you, there is so much a better show could do with this same idea. Yeah, but no one has the budget for that. <laughs> no one has the budget, time, or audience for that, because this is, you know, for other tweens. Yeah. But also, I'm not a tween. I am an adult watching a cartoon, and I'm like, <laughs> man, that would be so much in- more interesting to me right now. <laughs> yeah, man, I feel like there's a really cool story somewhere in this lore I, like, I don't... Yeah, that's nice. He got a piercing to impress a girl. Anyway... It didn't work. Anyway, where is this cloning lab, sir? <laughs> I need answers. I need names. Who is their webmaster that is sending out all of these spam emails? Is he, like, a maverick in the company trying to take it down by exposing them? Who is he? And why did it, why did is it target Carl? Is this cloning Carl? lab even run by original humans? Or is it run by another... Uh, by an initial... A batch of clones who all like rose up and killed the scientists and became the scientists and are now just trying to grow their army. What's going on? Shh, shh, shh. Carl's updating his blog. Shit! <laughs> He's gotta update the blog dogs. Oh, he did a cool trick at the skate park and Sky really liked it. Okay. Anyway, what? <laughs> uh, before we get too uh, deep in the weeds, I do need to say that. C2 is also the name of a character from an anime code Geass. You had to say that, huh? I had to. Had because to say the it. first time the first time I heard someone say, like, oh C2, and I was just like, wait, that that activated some sort of sleeper agent code in me, and I instantly thought of everyone's green-haired waifu. So every time we say C2, I will be thinking of her. What wanna Want to derail this conversation for, further and have a bad joke? Do it. You know, it'd be like, uh, you would really like uh, be explosive to this plot. 
if they cloned C2, and then it would be C4. Yeah. 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 Look at that. Look at that joke. Look at it go. <sighs> they grow up so fast. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the premise of this episode uh, is kind of typical for the series, uh, where something is done to either Carl or C2 that arouses suspicion because uh, despite the fact they're exact clones of each other, they act incredibly differently. Yeah, and C2 is a nice person. <laughs> yes, uh, he's not a complete douchebag. Uh, and so in this premise, uh, to impress his girlfriend, and again, this is already his girlfriend. Yeah, uh, this isn't just some girl who doesn't know he exists. They are already either very good friends or already dating. Uh, she makes an offhand comment at a, at the skate park saying like, man, piercings are so, a cool way to express yourself. And Carl thinks, well, I have to get a piercing right now or else she'll leave me. Yeah. As, as a super cool in charge guy would think. Yeah, super laid back, like chill dude who's just vibing. Like, I feel like we're ripping too hard into that because it definitely feels like that's the point the show was trying to make is that Carl kind of sucks, but also he kind of sucks. He kind of sucks. So he gets a piercing completely flippantly uh, to impress his girlfriend, who is already his girlfriend. And now that causes a lot of problems because, well, his clone doesn't have a piercing and everyone's going to know. And shucks, he's not allowed to have piercings. He, he didn't think any single step of this through this is such a like the fact the fact that this is about uh like the the premise of the show has like cloning technology folded into it this is such bottom of the barrel scraping sitcom plot bullshit yeah oh no uh everyone will know that he doesn't have uh he's got a clone now what is he gonna do uh, just squirm his way out He'll just fuck around and other people will fix his problem for him. Oh, there's no way Carl and C2 can worm his way out of this. They proceed to worm their way out of this. Ah, nevertheless. Ah, those rascals. Uh, this was boring. Yeah, I mean, it had, I'm not going to say highlights, but it definitely had ups. Want to try that again? <laughs> it didn't have highlights, but it had ups. No, I stand by that. Oh, it, it had a good, uh, it, it had a good, like, a basketball vertical, vertical leap? It, it had ups? Yeah, it had ups. This show, this show has ups. Um, I was particularly, uh, enamored by the fact that this, uh, random mall piercer is using a, uh, crescent moon suture needle as, as a piercing device. Ah, that is true. Yeah. I also feel like, uh, they stole that joke from something, where, like, if it's fleshy and it dangles, we can poke a hole into it. I've definitely heard that from somewhere else. Yeah. Unless that's the uh, like uh, the dad joke among piercers and tattoo artists. It's like, oh, yeah, we all say that joke. It could be. Yeah. And then whoever was uh, involved in the writer's room for this for this episode was like, hey, I have a cousin who's a tattoo artist and piercer. And they, they always say this. Now I'm kind of curious because don't you need your parents' permission if you're 14 and getting a piercing? Yeah, you certainly mm. do. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So who is this mall piercing guy who's just like taking random teenage walk-ins <laughs> for ten piercing and also letting their buddies film it? <laughs> like this feels deeply unsafe. And and again, th this is another thing where uh, that doesn't matter really to the show. We don't need the whole backstory of this 
piercer to get the whole point, but also this is all we're interested in now. I have questions. I, I need to know this piercer's entire backstory. He See, is the, probably the most interesting character in the show. Well, this is the fun thing about uh, Carl Squared, I guess, because like, I don't care about the main conflict of the show. Like, I kind of want it to blow up in his face so everyone can like actually deal with the fact that like our son, our friend, my boyfriend cloned himself and has been lying to us for years. Yeah, so like you go back to every single interaction you've ever had with quote-unquote Carl, and then it makes you think, wait, how much of that is genuine? How much of it has been with C2? Like, like the, who, who, am I, who have I been bonding with? The dark implications of Carl Squared. That's a YouTube video that you shouldn't <laughs> click on because it was probably made by a racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely made by a eugenicist. Oh, the, the cartoon reviewer community on YouTube. Oh, they'll they'll have a field day with Carl Squared. No, they won't. It's Canadian. They don't care about it. They don't know it exists. And also, we are not like that. We're just having fun because <laughs> we need to we need to talk for an hour. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not a show. We need to fill the void. But that's the thing about Carl Squared. Like, I don't care about the main conflict. I care about the shit surrounding it, the world it accidentally builds. And all and all of these weird little nuances going on in this world, like this, the whole identity of this cloning company, I'm super interested in. What the fuck is up with the doctor? I'm super interested in. <laughs> yeah, this fucking senile doctor. Should we like, talk about Doctor Wilson? We can talk about Doctor Wilson because all of like like all of the character of Carl Crashman, I don't care about this one-off joke about a grossly irresponsible and possibly mentally deficient doctor i am super invested in yeah so so at one point um carl's sister chloe who is uh a goth and that's it that's that's her character uh she she uh, enters the pantheon of canadian cartoon goths okay. there, there'll be more don't worry uh i th this will be a like a hall of fame of canadian cartoon goths that okay. uh i i am starting now Okay. She is there. I, Chloe I is one. I will preemptively put Ruby Gloom in there. That Another one. That was another yeah. one. Um, the girl from Total Drama Island, also there. Okay, okay. See, there are a lot. Yeah. We Canadians love our goths. We love our goths. Everyone's got one. What? <laughs> Where's mine? Is it in my closet? No. Everybody's got a goth sister. Anyway, you're saying... Um, so, so Chloe sees that, uh, her brother got a piercing and is instantly like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to turn you into our parents because they won't let me get rad piercings. Uh, not her parents, her parental units. Oh, so sorry. Yeah, I, I love, I, I love, uh, goth speak. Yeah, parental units. The most units pretentious bullshit. She calls Carl, uh, her brother figure. <laughs> like... I, I just find that charming because wow, you really said that, huh? Yeah, like you said that with your with your whole chest there, huh, Chloe? That's cute. Anyway, um, but luckily he's got a clone who doesn't have a tongue piercing. So when his parents run in to check, uh, Chloe's uh, uh allegation, if you will, they find there's no tongue piercing, and uh, so they have her sent to the eye doctor. Not so, even, he's not even specifically an eye doctor. He's just their, like, their family doctor. Yeah, he's not an optometrist. 
Yeah, so it's like, I don't even think he's qualified to, to be running these tests, but uh, he is he is blind. He is blind. He is insane. So, uh, and also, in addition to um, the constant abuse of uh, C2, in addition to all those uh, uh, of his other crimes, we can add gaslighting his sister and parents into uh, Carl Crashman's many, many faults. Yes, because like part of like the C plot of this episode is in fact uh, Chloe being like questioning her own sanity and what she's looking at with her eyes because everyone keeps telling her like, oh no, you're just blind, it's fine. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like, uh, and, I, and I think this is a recurring bit and maybe not with her, but with another character where it's the, um, the Phineas and Ferb and uh, sister dynamic. Yeah. Where uh, they, like, they are the only one to see through the scheme and no one believes them. Yeah, because that's that's crazy. Like, why would our son have a clone? Where would he get a clone? The internet? From a Shut spam- up. That's ridiculous. Chloe, stop talking crazy. Now stop go to this to crazy doctor. In, yeah, stop trying to get your brother in trouble and go to this uh, Alzheimer's ridden doctor who's somehow still allowed to practice. Oh, like we were talking about it beforehand, but the the malpractice suit from all of his patients is going to be a doozy. Oh, yeah. Because he is misdiagnosing everybody. And just, like, filling out prescriptions for whatever to people he doesn't know. Uh, Like, the joke here is he walks, he's uh, in the middle of examining Chloe's eyes, uh, doing it poorly because he can't see himself. Yeah. And he walks into another room, forgets why he did that, and Carl's in that room and says, oh, you're here to give me a prescription for antibiotics. And he's like, and he does oh, it. Jeez, I guess I am. How? <laughs> like, th- it's a good joke. Don't get me wrong. I was laughing hysterically at what this guy's deal is, but I wanted more. I I would have been content with an entire episode of this. Did he drive to work? <sighs> or does the, he just live there? Like, does he walk home and say, "Like, oh, Agatha, I'm home. There's no one." Agatha's been dead for twenty five years. He like puts a full can of Chef Boyardee into the microwave and causes a fire and doesn't notice. I want this. That's just Tuesday. I love this guy. (laughs) Carl should not be the protagonist. Dr. Wilson should be the protagonist. Where is his spin-off show? It would be such a sad show, like just watching the mental decline of this (laughs) old man, this sad old doctor. Like, the spin-off show is probably going to, if there ever was one, it was going to be like, oh, uh, Chloe goes to college and bees, uh, go, goes be a goth at college. Yay. But I'm no, I want Dr. Ready. Wilson. I want Dr. Wilson. I want this one-off, sad, joke, possibly ableist character portrayal. Definitely ableist. As a whole show. I want it to be the like most tasteless thing ever. <laughs> so you want quads again? No. <laughs> No, I don't. I'm pretty sure you just want quads again. Look, I... No, see, there's a difference here. I laughed at with Dr. Wilson and at Dr. Wilson. I didn't get a single laugh out of quads, man. That's true. You can can probably uh, re-listen to that episode where I admit to a laugh. I didn't. That that was my clone laughing. Okay. That was... Oh, that was your C2. That was my C2. Chris, too. Yeah, he's the the loser who posts all those annoying tweets. That's not me. That's C2. (laughs) Uh, jokes on you, everyone likes the annoying tweets more. Damn it. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Hypothetically. Mm. Who 
do you think would snap first uh and kill the other carl or c2 because c2 has that animal dna in him um i think i think c2 has the capability of doing it sooner because like someone either like the isolation will get to him or like someone will realize the truth and attempt to bond with him and make him realize the injustice he has suffered. Yes. All I'm saying is that if if Carl, even if Carl decided he wanted to kill C2, I don't think he's capable of it because he sucks. And meanwhile, uh, C2 has just been seething and building this resentment for years trapped in that closet. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like one day it's like, Oh boy, Carl, you'll never guess what? Sky asked me out on a date. It's like, ah, I'm taking this one, buddy. It's like, but I want to go. I want to go on the date. No, no, it's the C2. Get in your claws. Don't worry. I got this. I'm going on the date, Carl. And, and then it just spirals me. out of control. Yeah. Get in your closet. And then but... C2 runs around, reveals Carl, but like claims that he's actually the. He's like, the clone. I'm the Carl. This is the clone. This is great fan fiction we're writing. Let's keep going. <laughs> we oh. do this so often. Oh, oh, oh. That's the time it is. You I'll get you a jingle. Don't worry. I'll get you a jingle. Uh, Sylvie's fan fiction corner. It'll happen. Don't <laughs> worry. I'll commission a jingle from uh, from our composer, Hussein. Yay. All right. I'm I'll send. I will send him the DM like, hey, we have a segment in the show called uh, Sylvie's Fan Fiction Corner. Can you write a theme, like a mini theme to that? And he'll go like, what the fuck did you just ask me? <laughs> Shout out to our, our boy. Okay, uh, we have three. Oh boy, three. There are three, and one of them is just a sincere Carl X Sky. Yeah, that's a relationship that will last. I mean, there's they, they have so much in common. That is heartbreaking to know that there was some tween who was like very sincerely on board with this with this ship um we do have cps clone protection services where the lab guys remove c2 from carl's care <laughs> which that's wow, just so what i want that's just what i want to happen oh so someone had the same reading that we did <laughs> someone was like hang on a minute that's not okay uh, sorry to post my hot take on Twitter, guys, but do, do you guys really that Carl Square is a little bit problematic when you really read into the relationships going on? Oh my god, these are all recent, too. What's recent? All three of these fix. 2012, but... 2016, and 2020. What? Yeah. Why? <laughs> because net is still an active site for some godforsaken reason. Look, I feel like an idiot right now talking about this show. <laughs> I don't know what their excuse is. Like I have like I have a podcast to do. Yeah, we've chosen to inflict this upon them upon ourselves. I think they just genuinely like this show. Which is okay, I suppose. We've seen worse. Uh it's just I got this uh this return got me doing like it did nothing for me. I was just uh Letting it wash over me, it's like, uh huh, yeah, yeah. The, the, he's it, got a clone. Sure was, it sure was just a thing that happened, huh? Yep. Uh, any bits on the production crew or voice actors you wanna you wanna talk about? Um, this was an interesting cast to dig into because I haven't, we haven't. These are not a lot of voices that we've heard yet on this show, uh, with one notable exception of uh, Bryn McCauley, who was Comrade Gina Lash in Angela and Anaconda. 
Well, look at that. Yeah. Uh, so she is our, our first returning actor in this series. Everyone else is, um, we've, we've got a lot of, um, uh, before, before you move on from her, uh, Bryn McCauley is like, does so much, uh, voice acting work in, uh, Canadian cartoons. We oh, will see her there. a lot. Oh yeah. This like, is, this is just one of many times we will come back to our good, good friend, Bryn, also and, known as Caillou. Yes. Her, her role, to, her big claim to fame is Caillou, even though it's not on her IMD profile. It's not in her four, like, uh, known for ones. <laughs> I feel we like, know. yeah, we know. And you can't hide that from us, Bryn. We, we know what you did. It's literally at the top of your filmography on Wikipedia. You, you can't get away from this. Yeah. And uh, I guess uh, I would just really quickly want to shout out Stuart Stone, uh, who does uh, both Carl and C2. Uh he, it's a good he, performance. He, yeah, he does a good job in differ- differentiating the two voices and making making their like uh, personalities very clear from the onset. Yeah, like even if like like myself, you're just watching one episode at random, it is so easy to just get which one is which based purely on how they speak. Yeah, it, it's a. Uh despite me not liking uh not liking the person he's portraying uh he as i said those are two very distinct personalities despite using the exact same voice just a little bit of tweaking and that you know what that's uh, that's good voice acting work yeah that's that's tricky to do but um uh stuart stone's other singular claim to fame is uh as ralphie on the magic school bus that's his claim to fame yeah, and I, that feels so dismissive. His... That feels so dismissive, even though you're not dismissing it. No, I that is with pure sincerity. That like, oh shit, he was Ralphie. <laughs> he was Ralphie. Oh my god, I just I just saw that his he was Stone is like a stage name. Man, what's his real name? Stuart Eisenstein. Why would you, dude? Do you think he was related to Sergey? No, he was born in Thornhill, Ontario. I don't know. I assume Sergei Eisenstein fucked. Yeah, I know he did. But when did his like genetic material get anywhere close to Ontario? I don't have the answers. I just assume they're out there. Besides, isn't there a isn't there a prevalent uh, I don't want to say fan theory, but speculation among Eisenstein that he was uh, he was very very gay? I've never heard it, but I believe it. I feel like that's uh, something that's been brought up before. Gay people had kids all the time, though, because there was a lot of, like, compet going on where they were like, maybe if I just, like, force myself to be straight, have a wife and kids, then everything will be fine. And then they're like, oh, wait, it's not. Uh, so he, it's this is a uh, very important to our discussion of uh, Carl Squared. Uh, the the personal life of Sergei Eisenstein, apparently he was married, but there is intense speculation about his sexuality. Um and very like a lot of people very much believe that he was either uh, homosexual or asexual. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, something about this cartoon about a kid who gets a clone. Right, right, right. Billy and the Clonosaurus. That's the one. Uh, so yeah, uh, I. <sighs> I feel like uh, it's worth saying that the the cast is fine. That's not my issue with the show. It's, it's all in the writing. Yeah, like the cast is is great. Even uh, I'm very fond of the uh, a lot of elements of the art style. Like I really 
am endeared by these um these very simplistic backgrounds but they're like they're very colorful and geometrically pleasing yeah it's a it's a very flash animated show yeah and again not uh that's not a rub against it that is just what it that's just how you describe it like that's what it looked like that just why do it look like that i mean there's nothing really to uh talk about because this is not one of the uh uh, aesthetically ugly shows that we cover on uh, Cartoon Night in Canada. It's just a very generic looking show, and yeah, that's fine. It's flat. Uh, it's funny though that uh, you mentioned uh, one of the voice actors was a role on Ruby Gloom, or not, not, yeah. not, not only that, but also in the um, the pantheon of cartoon Canadian goss, which will be filled out one day. Don't worry. Okay, I'm I'm gonna need this chart. I'm working on it. Don't worry. Okay. This is my life's work. Okay. Uh, but also the creator, of, co-creator of Carl Squared, uh, was one of the co-creators of Ruby Gloom. I can see that. Not so, in, there you not go. Not in writing, but just in, like, style. Uh, we would be remiss if we did not shout out, uh, the fact that the animation in this show was directed by Steve Nielsen, whose moniker is The Funky Chicken. But only for this show. I feel like we got to the bottom of that, and it's not the only one that he was credited as Steve Funky Chicken Nielsen. But I just don't understand why he's only sometimes credited as Funky Chicken. That doesn't I, seem like a sometimes moniker. That seems like something you, like you're ride or die for. It's it, it's the um it, it's the one it's like the uh, sign to all his, of his animator friends like that's the one that he's ashamed of. Yeah. Or like or he just doesn't know how pseudonyms work like yeah, credit me as the Funky Chicken. You got it. <laughs> Steve Funky Chicken Nielsen. No, wait. Oh. Oh, shucks. Now they're going to know I made Carl squared. I I also do want to bring up um this the the studio behind it, Pip Animation Services, because it is referred to not as just like an animation studio, a full-service animation studio. Mhm. Mhm. Which is just such an ominous phrasing. Oh yeah, like uh, those other studios, they don't go the whole way. Uh, uh, they they don't worry. They they'll finish the job. We'll finish ya. Yeah. Uh, you want want to know something unfortunate about Pip Animation Studios? Oh. They 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 have plenty of credits that are uh, that are completely okay to be uh on, on their show reel, like Maggie and the Ferocious Beast, Katie and Orby, uh, Caillou, Wayside High, like plenty of great stuff. Yeah, good times. Then the Ripping Friends. By uh, Mr. John K. Then, uh, then the adult reboot of Ren and Stimpy. Talk about your full service animation. Yeah, this is a this was a studio I I knew nothing about beforehand. Yeah, this fucking toucan just appeared one day. That uh, and... that toucan's name is Jamie. No, it's not. I don't know. That's true. I, I, I don't think that's true. Okay. I figured the toucan's name would be Pip. Oh, that made more sense. But yeah, uh, I, I had no because usually with with the way this series has been going, it's like, oh yeah, uh, Novana again. No, hey, Novana. Oh, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, there's Novana and there's Mainframe Entertainment, and those are the two. <laughs> that's it. But no, now there's also Pip. Yeah, I didn't know anything about the studio. Uh, seems pretty profitable it still exists uh their latest show rare. yeah it, that's a rarity uh, for this uh their, la- their last show was like 2016 freak town which i never heard of 
but it's still running. So good for them. I think it's still running. It doesn't have a completion date, but it's only at least 26 episodes. So maybe it's dead. I don't know. And what was the other studio attached? Um, the, the, the portfolio? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Never heard of them. This is uh, some good Googling that should have been done before the episode. <laughs> we're so, we're fucking professionals. Okay, Portfolio Entertainment, I believe, is also still active. Oh, wow. They they also, uh, they also co-created or worked on Freaktown. Um, Robo Roach. The Cat in the Hat knows a lot about that. So there you go. I, I think my high school would occasionally, the TV in the cafeteria would just occasionally just be hanging out on the channel that aired that. Weird. Yeah. I just have like these foggy memories of being awake way too early and sitting in the cafeteria and being like, why the fuck is the cat in the hat on? Well, I, I could uh, go down to uh, Portfolio Entertainment and ask them because they're right here in Toronto. Oh, shit. Yeah, swing by the office. It's like, hey, uh, excuse me. Uh, hey, guys, um, what's the deal with Dr. Wilson? <laughs> Please, we need answers. So is is like the so in Carl Squared, it's like, oh, not another one of these fuckers. <laughs> so in Carl Squared is like the cloning company that uh, gives Carl C2. Do are they in the same city or are they like like some offshore deal? Who this who's like funding in, this are project? They like in California. Like, sir, the this show is for kids. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know. It I ended know. like a decade ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. But also, um, how 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 it was they how were they able to make a fully formed clone and ship it using Canadian postal services? I have so many questions. No s- security. Like oh, there's another fucking weirdo coming in and ask about Carl Squared and talking about the lo- logistical holes in our show. Why does this keep happening to us? Yeah, so if uh, if if you're a worker at Portfolio Entertainment and you were involved in Carl Square, please uh, hit us up. We have so many questions. Also, I genuinely admire a lot of your uh, uh, your stylistic work. It's it's very pretty. Oh yeah, I, I, I and I I do like a lot of their other shows. It's just Carl Square is kind of meh. And that's that is not even their fault. Again, like this is. I have nothing. I have nothing against the style. I have nothing against the acting. It's all in the writing. That's just like, I bet there's better fan fiction than this. Like it's all in the writing and the fact that I just couldn't take it at face value. I had to. Uh, I had to see more into it. Yeah, yeah. And that's my fault, not theirs. Yeah, that's that's not. It's not you. It's me. Like it's for kids. Like yeah, yeah, it is. Good point. You're right. Why are, why are we even doing this? What's the point of this show? Where am I? <laughs> Dr. Wilson? <laughs> Anything left unsaid about the Carl to the square power? I think I was less bored by it than you were, but that's not a high bar. Okay. Yeah, I think that's all I got. Say, I just realized a a stupid thing in, involving squared. Okay. Well, like Carl squared is like the implication is that there's two of them, right? Mm-hmm. But isn't like one to the power of two one? Oh shit! Like I'm not a mathematician. I dropped that as soon as I could. Yeah, but no, you're right. Because exponents are just 
multiplying the number by itself. So yeah, Carl squared is just Carl. But it's also, it is just Carl, so it's a clone. So it's actually quite a clever title when you think about it. It's not, it's, it's not, not act- just Carl, because there's also 5% dog DNA in there. Mmm. Mmm. So it's not clever. Man, like you, you sit down and watch the show, and even the title's a lie. <laughs> I got your numbers, Carl Squared. Yeah, the, the... You can't escape me. Anything else? No, that's all I got. Yeah, this wasn't a... This wasn't a great rewatch or return show or like I didn't and I didn't really feel like I had anything to highlight from it because it's just it's just a show. There's not it's all right. There's not a lot you can say about it. Uh, I just I just don't like the main character. That's all. Uh, Freedom for C2. That's the big thing. That's the big thing is uh, our, our little fan fiction tangent about like, but what if we took this cartoon for children seriously? What if we like what? What if we really called it that show for the human rights violation that it was? And what, what if like C two had a dark turn where he wants to be Carl? What if this was Schwarzenegger's Eraser? <laughs> what What if this was uh, the Island? Michael Bay's The Island. Oh, I have not thought about that movie since the last time it was on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's a ringing endorsement for The Island. <laughs> I've only ever seen it on TV. Like a lot. Oh, well, that was a good chat about Carl Squared. No, it wasn't. And what? Agree to disagree. Okay. Okay. I think we're wildly entertaining. Well, if you enjoyed what you heard today, uh, please consider giving us a uh, rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, preferably Apple Podcasts, because that helps us reach the widest possible audience. And you can find the podcast on Twitter at Cartoon Night Pod. You can find uh, the tweets that my clone in the closet posts on Twitter at Cinema Creep. And you can find the tweets that I, and only I, because I would never have a clone, that would be silly, uh, post at Sylvie Skeletons. You're, you're sounding very, um, a not in. No, you're, you're, like that one tweet where it's like, my not involved in human trafficking shirt is. <laughs> is prompting a lot of questions that are answered by the shirt. (laughs) My statement at the end of the episode that I don't have a clone is prompting a lot of questions about whether or not I have a clone. It's, you know, people just never want to listen to women. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Good night.